Pornhub. Pornhub. The Pornhub Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Pornhub Podcast. I'm Asa Ikira, and today's guest is Connie Perignon. How do I describe Connie Perignon? Well, I have been following her on social media for a while now. Um, From back before she was ever in porn, uh, she was just a social media personality. um, And she seemed really hot and awesome. And then eventually I realized we knew a bunch of people in common in New York. Um, Yeah. And then recently she just got into the porn industry. Um, she's been shooting for really big studios right away, like Brazzers and Jules Jordan and Evil Angel. Um, she's Asian, which wouldn't normally matter, but in this instance, it does because one, I'm biased and I'm automatically rooting for anyone who is an Asian woman. And two, I think she's going to be the next big thing. She is the next, not only big Asian porn star, but next big star. I'm calling it right now. Put me on the record for saying that. Um, So yeah, so for all of these reasons, I just had to get her onto the podcast and interview her. Um, So I hope you enjoy. Also, we are really brave recording this during Mercury in retrograde. Is it still? I think so, isn't it? I don't know. I feel like I always blame retrograde for everything that goes wrong anyway. I mean, me too. I don't even believe in astrology like that, but Mercury and retrograde is like the one thing. I'm like, aha, I knew it. You're such a poser! <laughs> yeah. Only when it's convenient. <laughs> so I was actually just like trying to remember when you and I first like had an interaction. And I think, was it the Dyson Airwrap? Yes, I think it was. <laughs> so, so basically, like, I I don't even know how I discovered you, but I was originally following you as just kind of like a social media personality type person. Um, you weren't doing porn. You were just like a really hot, interesting, funny, smart person on Instagram. And I was following you. And did I post something about the Dyson Airwrap? And you replied to me, or like, did I reach out to you? How I-, I have no idea, but to be honest, I feel like Dyson owes me a check because the way that I talk about this thing, I actually just today got the new uh, attachments that came in. Um, but yeah, I think it. W- I think you were asking about the the air wrap or something like that, and then I just slid in your DMs and basically pitched you why you should buy it and not only did you pitch me and I bought it immediately but first of all you and I it looks like we have like the similar texture hair like we're both Asian we have long black hair you know that whole thing um and not only did you pitch me but you mailed me because they were out of stock on like the long hair attachment and you sent it to me um (laughs) And like you're, I, I don't know, like we were like kind of insta friends after that. And then I sent you like some sunny angels and we- <laughs> they're all right by my desk here. So like literally within reach, like. Me too. <laughs> this is the one you sent me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, 
but yeah, so like, obviously, like we, you know, we have a lot in common. And <laughs> so we became kind of like friends, internet friends right away. I have yet to meet you in real life, but I feel like I kind of know you. Yeah, it's crazy because like, I feel like I get compared to you nonstop. Um, even down to like our speaking intonations, I feel. Um, people are like, wow, you remind me so much of us. <laughs> I think like originally, it, yeah, like initially I was like, oh yeah, it's because, you know, like obviously like in porn we get compared to, you know, any other Asian person that has ever been in porn because there's, you know, like five of us. So right. I think that's just automatic, but no, but like we also know a lot of people in common. We have friends in common and yeah, like one of my friends met you and they were like, you guys talk so similarly. It's so weird. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, our smiles almost too. Like for a long time, I thought it was just like, you know, like coded racism. of being yeah. like, Just like her. I'm like, I don't. And then I think it was when um, I was on the Brazzers set and we FaceTimed and I was watching your face move and I was like, oh, oh, okay. I, I, it's not just racism. <laughs> it's not just racism. I know whenever people are like, you know who you look like? Lucy Liu. I'm like, okay, you have seen like 20 Asian people in your life, obviously. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I think we do have like a Similar. Also, like, we both, like, wear our makeup kind of similarly. We're both from New York, so we have, I think, a... I'm from L.A. Oh, but... you're from L.A.? Yeah, I'm from L.A., but I've been out in New York for 12 years. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, like, you living out in L.A. or you being from L.A. and me being in L.A. and you living in New York and me be right. being from New York. Like, maybe there's a crossover there, but... Yeah, I mean, anyway. I joke all the time. I'm like, in some way, I feel like Asa is like the metaverse me, you know, <laughs> just like slightly different. Because also one of the things that like, I remember we bonded on was like our nameplates and shit like that. And I was like, oh, that's so strange. And then over time, it was like a list of things of like, oh, Asa does that too. And it's like, oh, interesting. And, like, I, I think once a month or so, one of us will post someone and we're like, oh, you know, that's that person, too. And it's, like, not a porno-related person yeah. at all. Yeah, um, it's just, like, New York cool kid shit, I guess. Exactly. Also, I think, like, I think, you know, like, when you were on the browser set, I was thinking to myself, like, you, I think you're, like, a more updated version, though. Like, I think I was, like cool and like what people wanted to see in porn maybe like 15 years ago <laughs> and I think you are the new version of that like like your body and your face and like I think your look is way more updated I'm still a little bit stuck back in like the early 2000s I mean I'm just like a I'm I, I say I'm an alternative ABG <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have the tattoos and I have the contacts and everything, but my tattoos are in color. <laughs> I don't like, smoke modded vapes and shit. I don't drive like, a Honda Civic, you know? Um, I get all this time people are like, where do they make Asian girls like you at? I'm like, California. <laughs> Literally California. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you, to me, you look like a brass doll. Oh, that's such a good compliment. It 
I, I knew you would take it that way because to me that's the ultimate compliment. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> so like I was saying, um, when I first started, you know, paying attention to you, you weren't in porn at all. Like, um, so you were like a social media personality type thing. Um, so like you recently made this, I, I wouldn't say it's a switch, but you recently got into the porn industry. Hooray. Um, and so how, like, how long ago was that? That was like four months ago damn <laughs> a lot has happened in four months a lot has happened in yeah because everybody who like talks to me about it they're like oh what like you've been doing it for like a year I'm like it's been four months I've just been doing a lot that's so crazy I wonder why that is because usually it's the opposite usually someone will be in for three years and everyone's like thinking oh you're brand new you just got here that's definitely how it was for me like I was doing this for years before people like started no noticing me at all but you kind of like straight out the gate you're like shooting for all the biggest studios Brazzers, Jules Jordan, Evil Angel um all of those like what like what is the difference how are you doing it <laughs> Honestly, no clue. No <laughs> clue. Um, I so I come from a marketing background. So I worked like corporate marketing for a multi-billion dollar company for many years. And I kind of just took everything that I learned in that and applied it to myself. So like you said, I've been on the internet forever, you know. Um, and part of that is just um, marketing. And so really, I feel like I've gotten the opportunities that I've gotten just because of one marketing and then also like people taking a chance on me. You know, um, I'm really, really fortunate for like, you know, like Jules reaching out to me. That, that was my whole start was Jules reached out to me, I think on Twitter or oh! maybe Instagram. And he was Jules like, was my first too. Oh my god! My first company. That's, so um, um, that's so strange too. <laughs> that's so funny. I, I actually I I met someone in porn, and she had a deal with Jules Jordan, and then I started talking to Jules on MySpace. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So, so were, before just, Jules reached out to you, like, were you thinking about doing porn or not at all? Did you have like a OnlyFans type thing or? Yeah. So, um, I I was escorting. I you know that's my main thing, um, and I have an OnlyFans and all that, but. It's not something I ever really expected for myself or even it was never on the roadmap, really. Um, and on your OnlyFans, were you doing like boy girl sex or was it just like more yeah. like sexy photos or? Yeah, uh, there's like boy girl stuff on there, but it was just like I, there's like two main guys I shoot with. They're actually going to come over after we finish. <laughs> Um, but there's two main guys that I shoot with and they're just my friends. I think they're just excited to have sex with me. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so it was just like basically those two guys and then like solo stuff or whatever. So but, like super amateur style. Super amateur. So I guess like going a little bit back, but I guess that is the main difference and that is what is available now with the internet and everything is like, you can get into porn 
with a brand. Right. Which you did. Like, it, it usually for in, you know, in like, in my day, it was more like you get into porn, you figure it out, like, and then you slowly start building your brand from there. But I guess now, now it's different. You, you can make a big splash in porn because you already have the brand. Yeah, I think that's been a big part of my success, I guess. I guess you can say success mm-hmm. so far, is that, like, I've had the same audience. So my Twitter account is from, like, 2009. It's from okay. high school, you know? So I've, like, I have fans that have been following me for, like, over a decade. And just from being a regular person and then like being on the internet and whatever. So I think like because of that, like I've really developed these like long term sort of like relationships almost with a lot of how, how long ago did you quit your marketing job? Um, that was four years ago. Oh, so really recent. Yeah. Damn. So you did you quit that gig? I'm just going to like assume, like, did you start escorting while you were at the marketing gig? And then you were like, whoa, escorting, escorting is way more money, way more fun. Yeah, no, it was actually, I left uh, the marketing gig and then was like, oh shit, now I have to figure out something else. Um, And I was a sugar baby when I was like 18 for okay. So. Me too. And, <laughs> and one of my friends was like, "Hey, like you used to sh- like do sugaring, like maybe you should try again." And so I was like, "Okay, back on the sites, you know." And then I started doing that while working like two jobs. I worked at a barber shop and I worked at a cycle studio at the same time, trying to figure out what my next move was. I started a jewelry brand at the same time, so I was doing all of these things. Um, and then I very quickly realized I was like, oh shit, I'm really good at this. And like, if I just take all my time and like siphon it into this part, I don't have to do the rest of it. So I was sugaring, I was selling jewelry. Um, and then, I mean, what is, what, this might be a really ignorant question, especially from someone like in sex work, but like, what is the difference between escorting and sugaring or are they interchangeable? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I say like sugaring is like escorting late. So okay. way more work for way less money. And you like, you don't have the ability to like define your boundaries. Like you can with escorting per, like, yeah. So sugaring is like, okay, like this is, I've, I've been a sugar baby once and I always tell people that it's the hardest job I've ever had. So tell me if like, this is what you define as sugaring. Like basically I had a guy who was paying all of my bills and kind of giving me like an allowance, but I was on call for him 24 seven. I didn't see him 24 seven. I didn't even see him every day, but when he, when he called, I had to go. And that could be anywhere between, like, twice a week to, like, five times a week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I think with sugaring, it's you you make up your arrangement, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's some people who, like, ask for, like, PPM, which is, like, pay per meet, which is, like, basically you're, like, but that's, like, escorting, 
you know mm-hmm. and usually it's like some really low rate and they know that they they know that they can like go and hire an escort and it's going to cost them like five times as much so instead they like prey on like younger girls who mm. are like oh two hundred dollars three hundred dollars hell yeah like that's gonna pay for a xyz you know um so after i spent like maybe six or so months um in my second foray as a sugar baby i was like you know i feel like i could you know move up level yeah. up to the next <laughs> promotion <Yeah>. promotion <laughs> which is escorting um, so and 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 escorting we would define as what like just you're you're a paid companion so you know you get paid for your time so whether it's you're going to dinner and just like spending time with them or you know doing more like but the difference between that and sugaring would be like that you're always seeing different people. It's not like with just that one guy yeah. or yeah. whatever. I mean, it could be if you have an exclusive like arrangement with someone, it could be just that one guy, but you're, uh, you're paid by like the hour or by the day or whatever instead why, of. You why know, do you think it's more like, and maybe this isn't even right. Maybe I'm just imagining this, but like, I feel like sugaring is more like socially acceptable or like, I feel like your typical Instagram model might be okay with being outed as a sugar baby, but not an escort. Do you feel like that's accurate? Yes. Why? Like, why is that? I think it's just internalized whorephobia, to be honest. Sure. Because it's basically the same thing. If anything, the sugar babies get like the the worst deal, you know. Yeah. But it's like I think society society like we we have this expectation that men take care of women anyway, right? So mm-hmm. like that's always been the deal, right? So in the sixties, it's like okay, I bought my wife a new washer and dryer, so now she has to fuck me, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of the same thing as sugaring but we just don't really like define it right with escorting you're defining in very you know mm-hmm. broad or not broad but specific it's explicit yeah, yeah you know, of like these are the terms you owe me this much for this much time when that time is up you're gone you know also like i'm i'm just now realizing that like escorting kind of puts the dynamic is like the power is in the escort's hands, right? Like you're making the schedule, you're choosing your clients, whereas sugaring, like there's still kind of this illusion where like the guy is, like you said, taking care of you. And there's also like an element of more like monogamy-ish, yeah. right? Like, cause there, there's maybe like less guys or something. Yeah. I mean, the big difference that I saw was one, I could, ask for more money and Mm -hmm. two it's like like you said the power is in the escort's hand so like I don't meet like 80% of the people maybe even more 85% of the people that like inquire it's not just oh if you have money I'll come and see you it's like Mm -hmm. that's my screening do I like the way that you're talking to me you know, like you suss out all these things in these emails and, you know, if you don't pass, you don't pass. Whereas, What's the number one thing that like people might not know when they're like, let's say emailing you or whatever, like that you're like, oof, 
No. Oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> or maybe it's also just like a vibe. Like maybe it is just like the way they're talking to you and it's not something you can teach. <laughs> I think like, I, I can tell you what you should do, which okay. is like, you know, give a little intro. Uh, oh, I'm this age. I do this. I, I Here are my hobbies, whatever. I would like to see you on these dates preferably these times, let me know how I can, like, here's all the screening information that you need. Let me know uh, where I can send the deposit, da, 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 done. It, like, the perfect email is one that it only lasts maybe, like, three back and forths. Okay. Like, oh, you read my website. You get it. You're, like, you're, you're not really- opening with, like, hey, what's up? Hey, you avail? No, not for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think stuff like that, it's it's amazing because even, you know, like on my Pornhub page, like when I go into the inbox, like, you know, if I'm like feeling in a good mood, I'll like go through my DMs and, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people. And like, it's incredible to me how fast it will put me in a bad mood because... <laughs> People are so disrespectful and just are so clueless on like how to talk to a sex worker. It's or women in general. Or women in general. I mean, I guess yeah. I guess maybe that's true. Like, I don't even know because I'm only looking at it through the lens of like, okay, you're talking to me as a porn star on my Pornhub page. You know, like it's it's. I guess I'm not even thinking of it as like, are you talking to like other women in your life this way? Like, I don't. I don't know. I think it's across the board. I mean, I think it's extra bad for sex workers. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, like, from what I've heard from, like, my civilian friends, like, it's bad out there. It's bad out there. <laughs> but it's also, like, like where are they supposed to learn? No clue. Not my problem. To be <laughs> I'm a perfect angel. Figure it out on your own. Sounds like a them problem. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um so you know like we were talking about how like sugar babies versus escorts etc etc like I I think it's so interesting there's I don't know if people know this because I think the world looks at a sex worker as a sex worker as a sex worker but within our sex worker community there is so much infighting and judgment of other forms of sex work. And I think that like every type judges all of the other ones. Like strippers are judging escorts and porn stars and porn stars are judged. Like it's, and then like, like we're also judging like sugar babies and like it's, it's, we all think the other ones are being dumb, right? That being said, what, what is your favorite type of sex work so far? Um, you know, I think it's hard for me to say because I've been in it for so little time, but porn has been very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because this like ecosystem is so crazy. You know, How do like you mean? like aside for like shooting for studios and stuff. Then you get into like the OnlyFans like content ecosystem where you're just meeting up with other people to shoot content with them. And it's like this whole thing, like, and everyone's shooting with the same people and it's 
this weird like Venn diagram of like, oh, I just shot with them like two days ago. And it's and it's all completely on your own time, which I think is like crazy. And then everyone's like, you know, like editing their own stuff. And like, it's just I'm like, whoa, everybody is so I don't know that like they're working so much. You know? I guess that's really recent because, yeah, like it, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't always like that. Like, you know, these platforms are still like super new. Yeah. And like before, before like all of these sites were around, like we, the most similar thing we did was shoot for our own websites, but that wasn't our, like, that wasn't usually our main money maker. That was like half our money. Yeah. Whereas nowadays it's like, like 90% of your money, 99% of your money is coming from like, you know, shooting your own content. And and that kind of brings me to my next question. Like it, so in this like age of like, like you're already a brand, you're already making money, you're escorting, you have your personal pages, like on platforms, like OnlyFans. Like, I think a lot of people in your position would probably like, not even bother with mainstream porn, like not even bother with shooting for like say browsers or Jules Jordan, because I, you know, the truth is like the money's not even close to what you're making in these other ways. Like, so what made you decide to like shoot with studios? Um, I am someone that does anything for a good story. <laughs> So let me just say that. <laughs> First. Um, and so when Jules reached out to me, like, personally, I'm not the best on camera. I'm so much better in person. And so I had been asked to do porn previously. And I've said no every time because I was also like, for how much? No. <laughs> um, and Jules reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to shoot porn? And I I knew who he was and I knew like, you know, he's like this legend, whatever, whatever. And I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's try this one time. Um, I really had this thought that one day if I have children or grandchildren or whatever, like I could have this story of like, oh, grandma did porn once, you know? Um, so I was like, let's do it. Fuck it. <laughs> Uh, for the grandkids. For the grandkids, for the story. It's all <laughs> camp. It's for the bit, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I totally agree. Like, I have also had this specific thought many times of, like, one day I'm going to be a grandma and I'm going to be like, I used to get gangbanged by 11 dudes in a warehouse and they would shove my, my head into the dirty floor and I would lick their come up off the ground. Like, and they're like, grandma, go to sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like, we know grandma. Yeah. You told us this 30 times. Right. Yeah. So I kind of just was like, okay, let's do one. And if anything, it'll be a funny story. You get a little bit of promo from it. And I did the, fir the first one and it blew up on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And course. it was like trending and it was like front page on like a bunch of the sites. So then I was like, okay, I guess I should do another one because I'm a super analytical numbers person. And it was like that definitive proof of, oh, the numbers are there. 
Yeah. So like, like it's a tangible. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, okay, let me do another one. And it was, I think like two months or so in between the first and the second. And those blew up too. And it was just like, okay, I guess I should actually try this. So the plans are changing all the time because it's been four months. This was never planned. Um, But I think I'm going to like give it the good college try and see how it goes. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty happy in my life, like regardless. So if it doesn't work out well, I'll just go back to being a little whore, you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it has, has the industry like so far, has it been like everything you assumed it would be? Or like, has anything surprised you in a way like, Oh, I thought it was going to be like that, but it turns out it's like this. I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this. (laughs) I don't think I've ever worked in any industry that felt so unprofessional. (laughs) <laughs> and I mean that in the best way I'm like why am I like I've I've exchanged and like in in all these scenes that I've been booked for or whatever I've exchanged a total of four emails everything else is, is that DMs. not a lot no everything else is DMs and texts oh 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 yeah 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 and I'm just, and it's like going off of people's word. So they're like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll totally work with you. And then you're like, where's the, like, I don't know, insurance here, you know, like, I don't know. And like, okay, I, mean, I come from a corporate background where I was sending like 400 emails a day, you know? I mean, okay. I guess number one, now realizing like I always had an agent, so I guess I just assumed that those emails were happening, like, I don't know, on the Asian's end. <laughs> the second thing I want to say about that, that I will say, and now I can say it because I'm, like, no longer shooting mainstream porn, is Jules Jordan is notorious for being impossible to schedule with. And I love Jules. I love shooting for him. He's one of my favorites. I love working with him on camera. I love working with him as a director. But he is infuriating when it comes to scheduling. He just texted me right before (laughs) asking about my LA dates. And I, it's Saturday today. I'm going to LA on Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. So that's fun. (laughs) And Jules is always like, you kind of like don't know until you're, get like in the makeup chair you're like are we doing this scene tomorrow or not yeah I mean to be fair I wasn't just talking about Jules I think it's just across the board if you come from a very corporate like paper trail sort of environment and all of a sudden I'm like why am I in the Twitter DMs of all of these directors (laughs) I mean it's, it's especially funny that you're saying that because like I will say out of all the companies in porn, like the ones that you're shooting with are like actually to me the most professional. <laughs> like to me, like Brazzers is like the number one company that like really like, like everything is to me. I thought that's what a corporate company is run like. 
well. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just me. Like, maybe it's just, like, the people that I've worked with or whatever. I'm just used to a very, you know, regimented, like, as my last email sort of, like, environment. It's, like, been a whole, you know, learning for me. But... Yeah, I think it was mo- mostly that. I'm like, oh, so things get canceled all the time, and that's just it. It's also, I wonder, I do wonder, like, if it's, because I, I think L.A. in general, oh, but you're from L.A. To me, L.A. in general is, like, just the flakiest people. Like, L- living in L.A. for 10 years has put me, like, I have this really bad habit now of making plans with people and then not even knowing if those plans are real until 10 minutes before when I'm texting like a confirmation. Whereas in New York, it's like you make plans with people, you're gonna meet up. Why are you texting a confirmation 10 minutes before though? To me, like that is just, I mean, it'll happen before too. Okay. That 10 minutes before one is like, this is your last chance. I'm leaving my house. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Like, if I don't hear from you, I'm not going to leave my house. Kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, I'm I'm very much a scheduled person. And anybody, like, I'm not, I think I come off as this, like, fun, chill girl, you know? (laughs) I'm not chill whatsoever. Not at all. We Um, have that in common as well. I think people, like, assume that I'm chill and I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty anal. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a schedule like it's it's actually a thing that I've learned to try to turn off a little because like, you know, I, you say this thing about LA versus New York, but New York is very much also like people are like, "Yeah, I'll be there at 11." And it's like 12 and you're like uh and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm on my way." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" So I've learned now instead of arriving at a time that we have agreed upon, like let's say if we're going out or something, I will literally tell my friends, "Hit me up when you're there and then I will leave." So that <gasps> so I'm like 15 to 30 minutes behind, but at least that guarantees that they're going to be there because I have been burned so many times of <laughs> Being alone, waiting, having anxiety, being like, where the fuck are my friends? <laughs> I, you know what? That's such a power move that I, I like don't even have that kind of confidence. I feel like if I told my friends that they'd be like, okay, fuck you. But it's also like maybe because my friends are like flaky and late <laughs> and whatever. So I'm like, fuck you guys. You have burned me way too many times. I will be the late one. um so what what do you do for fun like speaking of friends and stuff like what are you I feel like you know and this is from not not really like knowing you too much on a personal level but like when I look at your social media and stuff like you are always on the go you're always working you are like literally like getting off of the plane from LA and heading straight to a studio to to do a photo shoot straight into makeup and then like you're going to a meeting and it's like you you, it seems like you're like a go 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 always working type are you like do you do things for fun or is that like not fun to you like is taking time off not fun to you are you one of those um so for one that is an accurate representation of my life like everybody knows like I'm fucking crazy like I am known for like 
going straight to the airport from like a club or like some or like something like that. Like one time last year, my friend had a yacht party for her like birthday. And I like went straight from work seeing a client. Um, went to her birthday party, was on the boat for like two hours, got off the boat, went home, took a 90 minute nap. So then I could wake up at one thirty in the morning to get ready for my train DC where I had to go on tour and like was working, working, working all like until the next day. <laughs> that is the accurate representation of my life. So is that, I, I mean, are you... Is it that you just end up overbooking yourself or is it that that's just like what you prefer? You're like a fast paced kind of person. Uh, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, I literally just talked about this with my therapist this morning of like, it's, it's really hard for me to slow down. And I think like, I'm always thinking like four or five months in advance. So I'm all like, I have been basically booked solid for the last, two and a half months and I call them sprints so it's mm-hmm. when I just, I'm going for a while and I'm not gonna have my next one until uh October like mid-October okay so what are you doing in like your your like non-sprinting time like um honestly just recuperating <laughs> are you like a work hard rest really hard type yeah I'm I'm super introverted which people don't really get off of me because I'm really good at hiding it. But mm-hmm. like, I need to be alone. Like I need to be a slug on the couch for like three days straight and like just eat terrible food, smoke weed and watch TV, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another thing that I try to make time for is like traveling for fun. Um, traveling to me has been the most fulfilling thing that I've, really ever done like it's so humbling and when you zoom out and you can see like how small your perspective is and in how grand the world is so I've been I try my best to like make time for that so my the end of this sprint will be like October I think 6th or so um and I'm going to Greece for my birthday day um I've never been to Greece and it's my 30th birthday so um yeah like I I try to hit countries that I've never been to Uh, I think this year I've done like five countries um and so every year the list updates so next year I have like I really want to do a safari uh so next year it's like Kenya and like Tanzania are you feeling any type of way about like turning 30? I, you're, I, I, kind I of have hate that book, I'm even by the way, because like when I turned 30, I was like, ah, no big deal, whatever. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel any way, but like, are you, I know that people do feel like it's like a milestone age. Like, yeah, are you, I, I don't feel any type of way. I have your book that I'm bringing to Greece to read about being 30, turning 30. (laughs) Um, But uh, I don't feel any type of way about it. I've always been like what I call like a adult baby or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be an adult. You know, I started 
my first business when I was nine, you know, like just one of doing those- what? Um, basically my dad would come home from Asia and like have all of these like goods for me and my sister and the things that I didn't want, I was like, I'm going to sell them. So then I started this like underground, like ring bazaar. Like you were the original Alibaba. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so I did that. And then like, I like taught myself how to like do Photoshop and HTML. So then I was like making graphics and layouts and selling them online for Neopets. Uh (laughs) Hey, can I just like pause you for one second and say, I don't think that's what they mean by adult baby. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like you should know that. Yeah, no, but I I mean like... But like one of those kids that was like Benjamin Button sort of shit where like all I wanted to do was have a job and like, you know, leave California, get as far away from California as possible. And so like, you know, when I was in college, I I was working so hard to, you know, get as far as I can, like with my career and everything. And so now I'm like, I, I don't feel any type of way about it because every year my life has gotten better. I've gotten hotter. I've, I'm more confident. I'm like, I have more money. I'm more self-assured. Like, I don't feel any type of way about it besides like when I go out and I'm like, why is everybody 20? Every <laughs> out at the club or the bar is 20 years old or 19. And you're like, please don't look at me. I'm elderly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're going to feel that like times a hundred in porn because everyone's 18. Yeah. Unless maybe they're not anymore. I don't know. I don't even know. That's how old I, I am. I have no idea what people's ages are, to be honest. Um, I, you know, being Asian, I feel like I'm good for a while. <laughs> like I got like yeah. 20, 30 more years before I look like I'm 125, you know, so. It's true. I think, yeah, you're you're so right. Like, Asians, like, we peak at, like, I, I think we peak at, like, 32. Yeah. Like, well, that's, that's pretty, um, yeah, I, I feel the so same specific. way about that. <laughs> what? It's so specific. 32. <laughs> You didn't say 30 or 35, you said 32. (laughs) I think, uh, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I peaked actually at like 27. I think that was my hottest year, like aesthetically. Yeah. I feel like I'm currently in my hottest right now thus far. It's also a lot to do with like when you start doing like the right, when you find like the right amount of filler and like, you know, all, all these kinds your of things. Makeup, like your hair, all of that stuff. Totally. You know, like I, I was just yesterday, totally. I saw a picture of me from like two years ago and my face looks so fat. And I was just like, that was like two years ago. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, but okay. I, I also have this thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. Do you think it's because of the trends change and like, like, do you think it's like, oh, I just prefer my makeup this way now and my filler and my face and my body is better this way now because, like, the trends have changed. And, like, maybe that worked back then and this is what works now. So I perceive, like, what I look like right now as better. Do you think that's a thing? I think that's 
there's definitely something to it. I don't know if that's the whole thing, but I mm-hmm. think that definitely plays into it. Like, I got my eyebrows microbladed, like, years and years ago, okay? When this was, like, a brand new thing. Like, it was so brand new. There were two people in New York City that were doing microblading. Just two. And at the time, I was, like, broke. So I went all the way to White Plains. And for the viewers that don't know where White Plains is, it is not in New York City. It's outside. It's, like, up, light upstate. It's, like, if you, like, go way past the Bronx. Yeah. Like, Yonkers. <laughs> um, to some, like, girl I found on Instagram. It was, like, sus. And it was still expensive. It was still like $600, $700 or something crazy like that. Um, and, you know, I, I I don't regret being a microblading uh, forefront person, whatever. But, like, I am stuck. Pioneer. Yeah. I am stuck with this eyebrow shape. And, like... That's definitely a thing because eyebrows, eyebrow shapes, like the trends with eyebrows change. And like, really now it's like the straight brow. Yeah. Whatever. And I'm like, there's, I literally cannot make that happen. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's why people think we look alike. Cause I also have a really extreme arch. Yeah. And mine's not even, my, my brows are microbladed, but mine's actually not from like, that's just like, I can't do the straight thing. Like, my brows naturally are triangles. Yeah. And I don't mean like an arch. I mean like an actual triangle. Oh, like this. Yeah. <laughs> you just fill it in. They're yeah. like very typical like Japanese eyebrows. But like, yeah, it's, I don't know. If, if there's one thing people talk shit more about than anything, it's my eyebrows. What? Yeah. I eyebrows are like perfect. Your eyebrows are, like, the poster child for, like, a Botox brow lift. Thank you. I don't even do the Botox brow lift. That's that's insane. That's insane. (laughs) I just do, yeah, tons of other Botox everywhere else. But, yeah. What What kind of kid were you? Like, were you very horny growing up? Yes. Were you always super interested in, like, sexuality? Um, are you me? <laughs> is basically what okay, I'm so here. this is going to sound crazy. I started masturbating when I was like four. Me too. I think, are, are we actually the same person? Like this is, Whatever. there's been so many times throughout this conversation. I haven't even said me too, because I think I'm like, I, I'm like starting to sound like a crazy person. <laughs> so I have a funny story about that. So when we moved to America, I was like four. Um, and obviously didn't speak English, whatever. And we, we were poor. So like, we had like a piece of shit, like apartment that we were staying in and like one, basically like one big room. And, um, do you have siblings? I have one sibling. Yeah. An older sister. And I had this blanket, this baby blanket that I would just hump like all the time. Right? And I'm just, like, fucking grinding on this fucking... Wait, were you masturbating on laying on your stomach? Yes. Me, too. That's still how I masturbate, and it's, it's so, so rare. 
it's so embarrassing and rare and shameful. Yes! I'm, like, trying to explain to people. I'm like, no, you don't want to actually see me masturbating because it's just me, like, humping my I basically, like, trained myself to also masturbate on my back. Yeah. Because, like, no one wants to... On on a video, nobody wants to see you humping your hand. Like, that's just, like, it's just, like... It's it's like fucking in missionary. Like you're not seeing any of the good stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would I would be humping this blanket. So much so that it was like a known thing in my family. Okay. They, <laughs> okay. They called this blanket. So in Chinese, like BB is like uh kind of like the the little kid word for like pussy, you know? Okay. So it's, it's like pee pee or wiener, you know. So they called it the BB Bay, and Bay is like a like a blanket. So they called it the pussy blanket. <laughs> My entire family called it, oh, your pussy blanket, your pussy blanket. And then like like I would be like masturbating and they would basically just like bop me over the head and be like, stop. <laughs> I mean, I I did not have a pussy blanket. Yeah. But my, my, it was also known in my family that I masturbate. And it was to the point where there was a period of time in my childhood where my mom wouldn't let me sleep with comforter, with a comforter over me. Because the second the comforter went on me, I was masturbating. I was like rolling over on my stomach and humping my hand. But like, do you, did your family like, were they like shaming you or was it just like a funny thing? Because for me, it was a shameful thing. I think it was a funny thing. It was it felt more like you're being a pest, you know, like spraying you with water to make you stop, you know, like, stop it. <laughs> and like, to this day, they still call it the pussy blanket. Like, that's so crazy to me. <laughs> I mean, any blanket can be a pussy blanket. I mean, if you try horny enough. Yeah. <laughs> but like, do you, have you ever heard, you know, cause I talk about this in therapy as well, like, um, about like, you know, masturbating from a young age. And I'm like, is something wrong with me? Cause like, as far as I know, like I wasn't like molested or anything like that at a young age. But what my therapist told me is that actually it's really common for young kids to masturbate. And when they do, it's not necessarily sexual. It's just like a, it feels good. It's like scratching your head or like, it's like self-soothing. Like it's just something that you learn feels good. And so you do it. Yeah. I mean, like, so as someone who rolls on their stomach and humps their hand, because that's what I did as a kid, you know, um, I've actually said a, a good amount of times, like you, a lot of the ways that people masturbate is literally from when they first learn to masturbate, you know? So like you see this a lot with men, like, cause people like to get jerked off in different ways. Mm-hmm. And like some of them are so specific oh my god I know. You can just tell you're like you were 14 when you did this for the first time and you loved it and you never stopped doing that and now you can't stop exactly <laughs> you know and you're like you're just set in your ways like that's just what you like that is you know I never thought about it but that is like such an intimate thing that like there are so many things that like as as like women and as like you know people who've had like various sexual partners like we know these really intimate things about people that like we're like oh you can only come like this and other guys have like 
no idea that that other guys are coming like that. I mean, I think in general, guys have no idea what any of that looks like with other guys, you know? Like, I've had so many, like, partners, clients, whatever, that didn't even know that they had big dicks. Because they just never... Like, when would they have seen a dick in porn? And obviously, compared to a porn dick, it's totally. not big. So then, like, they had to find out from, like, women telling them over and over again, oh, wow, your, your dick is so big. And they're like, really? You know? But even then, like, I think a lot of times they don't believe us because they're like, oh, she's just saying that to be nice. Or, or even the opposite, like, oh, she's just saying that to be mean about, like, a small dick or whatever. Which is crazy because, like, why would women ever say anything to make men feel better? about themselves you're already in the you're you're in the fucking like coliseum in the power like you're there already like are you like so you were masturbating at a young age were you like sexual um like were you promiscuous like growing up or like what yeah so i was a bad kid to be honest um i lost my virginity when i was 12 and it was a surprise. It sounds so bad when I say it like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not laughing. <laughs> um, it was a surprise because it was like this guy um, who was only a year older. I was he had just moved to my town and was in a band. And you know, I'm dumb. Like that was enough for me. Um, and he had the like bangs with the gel down with like the spiky back you know, like the scene kid, you know, starter pack. And um, we, I used to sneak him into my house and we would just like hump each other. <laughs> Apparently I'm big on humping. No, can I tell you something? The number one thing I miss the most from like my pre-sex life is, is hump dry humping. Dry humping is, I could do, I could dry hump for hours. <laughs> it's, so good even even now like my favorite foreplay is dry humping yeah it's hot what's better like feeling like a like a boner against like your pussy bone yeah, yeah. So hot. <laughs> um so we were we would just dry hump you know and one day i like remember we were on my like carpet and we're like dry humping and all of a sudden there's like pain and i was like ow and then i looked down and there's a penis inside of me. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> you know, because like, to me, that was like the next step. You know, we were already dry humping. Like, what's the deal? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Was uh, it his first time too? No. I mean, he was in a band, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... I I don't think it was. I think And it, from then on, like you were just like like sexual or Yeah. Um like I I was pretty bad, to be honest. I would like jump from one dude to another. Like whenever I would get bored of one, there was always one like, you know, kind of yeah. waiting. So I mean that's the that's like the benefit of like being a a girl, right? I mean Right. There's always a guy. There's always the next guy that wants exactly. to Exactly. Um, and the next one. And then I, like, I always dated, like, older guys as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I was, like, 13, I dated someone who was 18. Mm-hmm. 
Not oh man, I have so many things like that now that I'm looking back. I'm like, was he a pedo? Yeah, because like, imagine I don't look my age, right? So mm-hmm. like, being a kid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I definitely mm-hmm. look like a kid. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and what about now? Like, are you, like, are you? Do you still have terrible taste in men now? <laughs> you still like, date pedophiles. Do you still date pedophiles? Um, I don't know. I don't know what my taste in men is. Um, I, I had, I was in a relationship for a long time, like seven years, and then. Oh damn, that's a really long time. Yeah, and he was great. He was, and and he was twelve years older than me. Um, and did you guys break up? And then you got into porn or like, yeah. did you? Yeah. It was kind of near the end of it. And like, I just started like sugaring and stuff. And like, we, it was, it was rough. Cause he, we had this conversation, like we had been together for so long and he was just like, you know, I think I'm holding you back. And I was just like, yeah, I think oh. so too. You know, um, I have no was idea. Was he what- cool with you like doing all the sex work no. and stuff? No. Okay. So that's why. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, you know, we met when I was 19 and he was 32 or 31. And like the, the difference between like a 31 to a 38, 39, like are pretty big, but you're kind of in the same, you know, realm, but 19 to 26, huge difference, huge difference, you know? And I was like, wow, there's so much of my life I haven't lived because I've been with this one person for so long. Yeah. You know? Were you guys, like, monogamous? Yeah. Whoa. hmm Wait, so from, wow, okay. So you were having sex with one person for a really long time. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's, like, really, um... It sounds like really healthy of like you guys that he was like, I think I feel like I'm holding you back. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like to this day, he's one of the like greatest people that yeah. I know. You know, like we don't even talk anymore. I like fully let him, you know, I left his life, you know? Yeah. It's not even on some bad blood shit. We ended it like so amicable and like yeah. he like has the dog that we had together um but yeah it it really set a precedent for me um how to be treated I think Mm -hmm. especially with that age gap you know like because I was a teen and he was in his 30s like he just knew like I'm supposed to take care of you I'm supposed to problem solve I'm supposed to you know like take you on vacations and pay for stuff and all of that and so as I've gotten older like that same sort of treatment that's just kind of what I expect from the most basic of people sure 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 even even with my guy friends if I'm sitting in your car I'm gonna sit there until you walk over and open the door for me like whoa lady and I've had guys be like oh is the door broken I was like you really gonna make me sit here and open the door for my phone (laughs) oh my god wow that's that's really crazy I can't even imagine I've never been with someone for seven years like I I'm in my longest relationship right now and it's five years yeah but you sound a lot more um healthy than me especially at that age 
I don't know. I'm I'm trying. <laughs> so do you think like having gotten just gotten out of like this long ass relationship and then also like just embarking on this career and all that, like are you like do you think you're like single for a minute kind of thing? I so I am very open to being in a relationship. I just have yet to meet someone that checks all the boxes. That's not a terrible person. That, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, it's just, I'm telling you, it's fucking terrible out there. You're lucky. <laughs> you're, you're not in the game anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, but listen, I've been married three times. Like, it's not. Yeah, you, you've done your fair share. I've not, no, yeah, I've done my fair share and like, like I love my husband to death and he's perfect for me, but he is, you know, also a mess just like me. So, but it works out. But that's what I like. I actually like to me, like, I love a guy that's like, like, I don't know, like, I'm not attracted to a guy that like is perfectly has his shit together. Right. Or like a clean cut kind of guy. Yeah, you like him dirty. Yeah, I like him kind of dirty. Rough around the edges. Rough around the edges. Need a little need a little bit of rescuing. That's my type. <laughs> yeah, no. I go into men's apartments and just judge the shit out of everything. I'm like, oh, you got the soft soap? Interesting. Bar soap? Bar soap? That's insane. Serial killer. I think that's where we differ. Like I don't I don't like like I like when a guy has all of the worst things. Does that make sense? <laughs> like I like like I think it's so cute and endearing when like a guy's like he doesn't even have a hamper, you know? He doesn't even have curtains. Like when, <laughs> like I'm attracted to that. Like when he's like, What's conditioner? You know, I'm like, yeah, Oh my you're, god. You're like, a fixer upper. Right I'm a fixer upper. Yeah. I am not. I mean, I will say I think it is a good sign because when you do see that, you're like, Whoa, you have no woman in your life. <laughs> you have no bitches. How do you ha live in a place you got literally one towel? <laughs> You know? It's true. That is true. That's true. This, so that's attractive. Yeah. But like, you know, I have nice things. I got the Aesop soap, you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't want to feel like, oh, no, we should meet at my place. You know, okay. I don't ever want to feel like that. Like, oh, you don't have stuff in your house. You and I, I think, you know what, this just proves to me that you and I could be like great friends because we would never fight over a guy. Yeah. I, I want to be the only one in the relationship with the Aesop soap. <laughs> I want him to come over and be like, damn, this is really nice soap. And you're like, yeah. And that's be like, look, I have the lotion, dollars. too. <laughs> I have the full-size lotion, too. Like $100. <laughs> I, I think I'm open to teaching a man some of this stuff. I, I will say, like, I've, every relationship I've ever gotten into, I've, like, classed up the joint. <laughs> a lot um but yeah there has to be baseline I'm like where's your hand towel, <laughs> towel. one time I shit you not one time I went to someone's apartment and they didn't have toilet paper like they just didn't what 
toilet paper. Did they have a bidet? Like what? Yeah, what they is just had on? a bidet, and they were just like, "Well, I have a bidet." I'm like, "That's not Are a they- replacement." Yeah, no, it's like kind. It's it's an ad- an addition. It's an addition, and then I was like. I know you don't get bitches because you assume that women want to wash their pussies every time they pee. What? And then also you got to like do this drip dry thing. What? Yeah. No, no. It's, there's no, there's no situation where just a bidet is enough. Yeah. Precisely. Was this person European? No. What? But unacceptable. This person there's- was a New York native. It, unacceptable. Like from money as well. It's unacceptable. Like Upper East Side shit, and I, I was literally so confused. I was like, so is this person like, okay, after this person, because this is a man, right? Yeah. yeah. He takes a shit, uses the bidet, and what, like, uses a towel or like just air dry? Like, what is going on? Only God knows. Only God knows. That is between him and God. I'm like, are you taking a shower every time you take a shit? Like, there's so many questions here. And the craziest thing was he's so matter-of-factly was like, oh, I have a bidet. And I'm like, yeah. How is that relevant to your lack of toilet paper? Yeah. It's not a one or the other situation. No, not at all. (laughs) And he didn't even have a nice, like, Toto, like, Japanese bidet. He had, like, the, like, tushy, like, the style. I'm like, yeah. With a, you know what? I would understand with a Toto because there's a dryer. Dryer, yeah. At the very least. Even then, I would still like toilet paper. But, yeah, like, I could understand that way of thinking, I guess, a little bit. But with a tushy, no. 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 That's just a stream of water. It's just a stream of water. It's a single stream of water. <laughs> Depending on which one you have, it might be warm or it might be cold. <laughs> like, that's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's like a thing that, like, my friends know me for. Like, I will go into my guy friends' houses and just roast the shit out of them until they do <laughs> something. Like, it's, like, literally, I should charge for this service now. It's just bullying men into, like, classing up their houses. Yeah, you know, yeah. Actually, like, now that I think of it, like, it's kind of fucked up because I, I'm i imagining, like, walking into, like, like, if I were just meeting Sean and he didn't have toilet paper, I'd probably be like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Wild you don't wipe like your ass. Oh. <laughs> so um so what's next for your porn career i know you're like super conscious of like who you shoot for who you shoot with what type of scenes like what what are you still like what's next i don't know i you know i'm very much on set i'm very like just happy to be here it's so stupid and dorky but I am everything I get it yeah everything is new to me so like I'm just excited and and willing to learn and whatever and I don't know I I want to take it kind of slow um mm-hmm. I'm not an anal queen unlike you um <laughs> and I was actually thinking about tweeting yesterday like oh once I like figure out how to take big cocks in my ass it's over for you bitches but I'm not doing anything to try to do this at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think eventually that's like on maybe. But I think, 
I think you're the next big thing. Like, and I've, every time I've ever said that, I've been right. Like, I think you're the next big thing. Like, I feel it in my bones. Yeah. I mean, we're trying. We're definitely trying. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I I think something I would love to do is, like, a blow bang, like, stuff like that, but just not right now, per se. Yeah, sure. But I think my biggest thing is, like, I want to work with studios that make the girls look good, you know? Yeah. Like, beautiful pretty um and that's kind of how I've been weeding these things out is like is it a studio whose work that I actually want to be like okay this works with my brand because Mm -hmm. I'm a bougie person so Mm -hmm. like I want there's certain things about me that I'm like very particular about such as you know like if I break a nail I'm out I'm leaving we're done um it's a wrap yeah or like my makeup or like anything um so I really appreciate like the studios that care about stuff like that sure about like how do you want to be represented sure Um, so I wish I I care about that stuff now and I wish like that is the benefit I think of getting into porn older versus when you're like 18 or even 20 or 21 is like the things I care about now I wish I had cared about back then because there's so much like my whole first google images page is just like embarrassing and I like I think if I had waited a little bit longer like I would also also the companies now are different like you know, like back then it was like, like Bang Bros was like doing like Bang Bust. And like, that was like your typical type of porn scene. And now it's like, they've really, really like, you can have both like the really hot sex with like looking really good. And before it was kind of like, you had to choose one or the other. Like you were either going to look really good in like a Wicked Pictures movie, or you were going to have like really hot sex, Mm -hmm. like in like a Jason Evil Angel movie. So, and now there's both. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, I, I am very particular about aesthetics. I'm a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think that's the biggest thing for me is like, I don't want to portray myself in a way that I don't feel proud of. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, this is not all of my income. This is a small fraction of my income. And like, I don't want to do anything just to say I did it. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for you. I am too. <laughs> I'm I'm going to LA on Tuesday to shoot for adult time for the first time. Nice. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, awesome. I think you're shooting with Brie Mills, you said, right? Yeah. And it's it's gonna be a long day. It's like a twelve hour shoot, but is it a feature? No, it's like. A Can you act? Huh? Can you act? Uh, I think <laughs> I was in drama production. Oh, as a kid, <laughs> believe me, you you can act for porn. Um, <laughs> yeah, I cannot act at all. Yeah. And I've won a best actress award. Wow. Amazing. So believe me, you're going to you're going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I you know, I do the thing, I read the scripts, I come prepared. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if that comes my way, like I'm totally down to try. Yeah. All I can do is try, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, you know, like now after like talking to you too, like I'm thinking also like it's such a great time to like be in mainstream porn because because like it's not the whole income, right? Like like you said, like this is such a small fraction of your income that you can you can afford to be like very, very picky and walk off any set and like, you know, like do things completely your way without compromising anything right and it should be like that like it's your body it's you know you you, you're having sex like it should be like that right yeah I think I come from a place of extreme privilege of being able to do that yeah not having to take everything just because like that's all of my income if I don't do this then maybe I won't pay rent you know like I I I very much a like approach this whole thing as like, Oh, it'll just be good. Like marketing, it'll be a good promotion for me and everything else. And then Mm -hmm. it blew up. So then I was like, Oh, maybe I should take this and actually try this, you know? And especially Mm -hmm. honestly, like I remember we were talking about it when you were like, Oh, are you doing mainstream right now? And like the, the reassurance that you gave me really made me feel like, okay, this is something I should do, you know? And then on top of that, everybody comparing me to you all the time. And I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, I'm like, I can't do half the things also can do, but like, I, I'm motivated. I guess. Yeah. But you're hotter and you know, you'll eventually be better. I bet. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. And you're way smarter. It seems. So. I don't know about that. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I really didn't go into it thinking that this was going to be the end all be all, but it was really everybody else's confidence in me that Mm -hmm. like every single person I talked to industry or outside of the industry was like, you're going to fucking kill it. Yeah, you are. Because everybody was saying that to me. I was like, okay, if everybody else can see something. And I know what it is too. Like there is, there's a, there's a, there's like a, there's definitely room right now for a huge Asian star. And like, I think like, it's really exciting to me. Like it's exciting to the porn industry when there's like a new hot Asian girl that's going to be huge. And you just know it like, that's exciting because it's, I, I don't know, like, I don't know why. Like, why do you think that is? There's always one spot. Like, and I can say the same is true for, like, black stars, too. Or, like, you know, like, white is, you know, there's, like, anyone can be, or not anyone can be a star, but there's always room for another white star. Right. But Asian, there's, like, always one. Black, there's always one. Why yeah. is that? I don't know. I don't know. White supremacy, maybe? Yeah, maybe maybe that, you know. Probably both of those things. Um, but yeah, I, I recently had a, a colleague, also a performer. Um, she was just like, yo, you work so hard. Like, you work so much. Like, it's so inspiring. And, like, being able to have that recognition from someone mm-hmm. else in the industry for a lot longer than me. I I was 
you know, I start crying because I'm I'm a crier. I'm a crier. <laughs> um, and I there was another conversation that I had with a male performer, and he was talking about how he was shooting with me to another male performer, and that guy was like, "Oh, the new girl, like that's so cool," and like just knowing that people are, I guess, seeing me and yeah. like, having that acknowledgement of like, yeah, I'm trying, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh, wow, this is like, it's pretty cool, you know? Yeah, like, like super validating. Yeah, and like to be able to be in this ecosystem where it's like, I get to have sex with like these people that I've seen on the internet for so long and then they're excited to have sex with me. Like, have you met anyone yet where you were disappointed? Um, Don't do, but like, have, has there been? No, I mean, I haven't really met that many people yet. Um, but so far, everyone that I've met, I'm like, wow, you are exactly like what I imagine. Like, you are so hot. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 strange. Like all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I have all these like adult men calling me mommy and I get to have sex with like really hot men and women that I've seen on the internet forever. Like that's it's awesome. It's so surreal. When you get to have sex with the people you were watching have sex, it's really surreal. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And I will say I Usually in porn, most, more often than not in porn, the people I looked up to ended up being as awesome as I had hoped. Yeah. Whereas I feel like in like mainstream media and like mainstream celebrities, I'm usually disappointed. Yeah. Cause I feel like porn people at the end of the day, like they're just porn people. I don't know. They're like regular people with regular lives and don't have to, I mean, like, getting recognized is definitely a thing, but not in the same, it's not on the same level as like, I don't know, Kim Kardashian. It's not on the same level. And also I think there's something to be said about no matter like how big of a star you become in porn, it's also very humbling because like most of the world thinks you're an asshole, like, yeah. or like thinks you're a piece of shit because you do but porn. Niche macro, micro celebrity, you know? <laughs> It's like that yeah, meme. but like you know the meme of like the the person standing in the corner at, at the party. Yeah, like, like they don't even know. They, they don't even know that I just fit 10 cocks in my ass, you know? Like it's like that. <laughs> they don't even know I just did double anal. Yeah, right? And then it's it's very funny because I think like as someone who has not just only been in the industry. Like I've had a corporate job and done all of that. Like there are many times where in my current life I have to like zoom out and I'm like, mm -hmm. none of this shit fucking matters. We're so, all, <laughs> we're so up our asses. Like none of this shit matters. I'm like, oh, you don't know who I am? Like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> like come on. Like, doing, like it's, it's, you're fucking on camera. Like it's not that serious, you know? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's true. Well, I'm really excited for you and I'm excited to see what's to come for you. And I think you're just going to be like, you're like, you're killing it and you're going to continue to kill it is my prediction. Thank you. I really, thank you so much for talking with me today. Yeah. I, I loved doing this and I feel like for how many comparisons I get to you all the time, people are like, you need to shoot with Azar. You need to shoot. And I'm like, <laughs> 
you can have a podcast. <laughs> Here's a podcast. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe like I've been thinking lately about like maybe like not getting back to like studio shooting. I think those days are like well behind me. Hmm. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we can shoot some content or something sometime. Yeah, whatever. No pressure. Maybe, maybe. That's the cool thing about porn too. Is like anytime you want to fuck someone, you're like, oh, do you want to? Do you want to shoot content? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like half the time, people reaching out to me, I'm like, whoa, you just want to have sex with me? And yeah, you literally like, just want okay to have sex of being like, hey, you want to shoot content? <laughs> yeah, that is like definitely one of the benefits. Alrighty, well, um, I've kept you for long enough. So um, everyone look out for Connie's scenes and follow her on Instagram. I'll tag you in all of the things and um, bye. Cool. Thanks. Bye.